Top Shelf Fantasy. My ears are bleeding. That was so loud. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. You pump you up. Yeah, I'm I mean, hype. I love our intro, but fuck, that was loud. <laughs> <laughs> it hits a little bit differently. I felt like the uh, the whole previous podcast we were doing was like a little bit loud as well. So my yeah. ears are like accustomed to it. Or I shouldn't say podcast, but the pros and Joes. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So we just came off of a. Uh, so if if anybody's following along with our Twitter or whatever, we would do this pros with Joes charity thing where basically there's. 32 pros or 50 pros or whatever there's so many pros 50 something it's it's all for charity people go in and in pros and joes we we all team up and and they just kind of had an end of the year party um which was pretty sweet i mean we yep. we sat in a room we talked to marcus grant and uh, uh, robert stone shout robert, out robert robert stone so marcus grant i think it was the nfl media yep. robert stone uh, buddy down in, in Pittsburgh. I mean, yes. we, we shot the shit with him for probably like an hour. Yeah, he talked a, cool a lot of Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's, like he's cool. And then at the end, he goes, yeah, so I'm a, I am work in a respiratory ward. I have to shave my beard. And I was <laughs> like, motherfucker, like, it's Christmas. You know, it's like right around the corner. He's like, I got to shave my beard. Yep. He's like, my kids aren't even going to recognize you. I was like, well, damn, man. The best part, too, is just to see all the walks of life that play fantasy football. Like right. I love it. You, you right. get guys in respiratory words. I do real estate. You do computer shit. I think I don't know what Craig does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and it, it, it's it's just cool to just have conversations with people. Like oh, you please. said, from uh, from uh, you know from different perspectives. And it wasn't even like in, in some of the conversations that we were having weren't weren't even football related. I mean, we were talking about basketball at one point. Right. We were talking. I mean, you guys had a nice little offensive lineman discussion, <laughs> which I know we uh, we skimp out on here at uh, Top Shelf. Fantasy, a lot of, a lot so. of contract talk. Uh, one one thing I learned: uh, the Steelers don't really care to bring Juju back. Yeah, I, it looks like the fans don't really care. I, he, he is the Pittsburgh Steelers fan base now, by the way. Yeah, well, and like, oh yeah, he represents. He represents <laughs> all. You are speaking for the yeah, but uh, I mean, I always thought exactly that. I thought this Juju was the Steelers. The Steelers love Juju. Like I thought that was a very symbiotic relationship. Apparently, they could give you know a crap if if he sticks around, which. A lot of them are probably mad about him dancing on logos. I'm very mad. And then about it. Wow. every every time he's danced on a logo, they've lost. There I mean, Juju, Ju- Ju- he's still I, young. I personally feel that the writing's been on the wall for Juju for the entire year. I mean, they've utilized him very differently in in Pittsburgh. I feel like the fans aren't going to react to a player not putting up big numbers like a guy like Juju, so they're going to get upset about it. Oh, I'm yeah. a, I'm a massive Who's, Juju fan. Oh, I, I am too. Um, but like you said, like he he uh, he hasn't lived up to the hype after the fact that he was supposed to be the next Antonio Brown for them. And, then and, it well, turns well, out it's and the thing the is, he's still 24 years old. So right, if you right. go out and you do sign this guy to a big contract, five years, you're getting him in his prime. So there's a shot that he has a huge upside. I mean, if the team he, can get him for the right number, he does. But if they think that he, if if they thought he had that upside, they would have utilized him like right. that, and they didn't. Yeah. So. That, that's why I think Juju's out. Um, but I, I mean, we had we had some good conversations with uh, with Rob. I mean, Eric. Um, I'm going to bl- blank on his last name. Romloff or Romolf? Something, something like that. Yeah, something like oh, that. Okay. I personally don't know his uh, last name. I just know he, his he he ended up. Uh, he he was the one who put in the. Uh, he organized the entire event. I mean, it was it was it was a really really cool event. All virtual, obviously, uh, but very very cool event. So I think next year, if we're a part of it. 
we're going to try and figure out a way to make it a part of a podcast so we can at least our listeners right. can kind of enjoy what we were going on there. Um, yeah, and then definitely, I mean, we'll have our, our link up probably for you guys to donate to that as well. And we'll, we'll try to even, you know, snowball off what we did this year. Yeah, well, I mean, we had like five days or something like that. Yeah, this year or, or next year, it'll probably be a little bit more organized and uh, ahead so, of time. So, Rise, Massachusetts. Well, uh, thank you Rise. for following us, finally. Uh, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, okay, well, Top Shelf Fantasy, topshelffantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. Uh, top Shelf FNTSY. I kind of like blended those sounds. Oh, I got there. it. Uh, <sighs> Podcast 128. Uh, December 23rd, Christmas Eve, right around the corner. Do we have any games on Thursday? We do. We do have uh, – uh, uh, no, I don't know if it's Thursday, but there's a Christmas day Well, game. Well, tomorrow's Thursday, so Christmas game will be Friday. Yeah, we've got um, uh, Vikings Saints on Friday at 4.30. Vikings and Saints on, yes, at, at Christmas 4.30. Day and then so we got three Saturday games. The, the Saturday games are going to be fun. Throws everything and Sunday, off. I mean, ooh, we got a weekend ahead. So we're we're changing up what we're doing because really we've I, I mean at the, at this point in the season uh, I, I think where we're coming from if you're playing in week 17 for your championship you we we just don't consider you a league um, <laughs> yeah change your format that's stupid <laughs> week 17 is a waste Boo. you should uh, play through week 16 bah, so we're looking at this as really uh, you know our last podcast and I think we got maybe one or two more we'll podcasts. recap some stuff next well I, I think we got one or two more podcasts coming up that are just going to be recapping the year I think we might have a power hour in us but this um, is crunch time for the listeners right so this podcast we're going to try and sum up a lot of stuff real quick we're not doing our normal uh, you know, uh, recap. recap and you know, our, our, um, not recap. What, what, what else am I forgetting? Uh, the quit playing games with my heart, all that stuff. So we, we have some stuff that should be specific to week 16. Um, and I, I'm just, we don't have a massive list right now of, of injuries and, and guys that are on there. Follow us on Twitter, top shelf F and T is why if, if we're your only source of news, yeah, we'll which, keep you updated. Which if 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 we are, you know, I, well, I then, would I would advise you to go you. somewhere. Well, I mean, <laughs> thanks, but uh, we're 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 not the experts there, so yeah, I'd download, follow somebody else. Download the sleeper um, app; they'll help you out. Yeah, what we know right now: Cam Akers is out, Ch is out, Joe Mixon's out, uh, CMC, Debo Samuel, Antonio Gibson, doubtful. Um, and I would I would guess that all three of those those players don't play. And then we have Keenan Allen, Miles Gaskin. Uh, to COVID, um, and Stephon Diggs are, are questionable slash probable. Well, well um, guys, uh, I, I would guess Keenan Allen and Stephon Diggs play. Gaskin would be the biggest question mark. So he was he was activated from COVID. List. Okay, so he was activated. He was activated today. Uh, also, George Kittle has been talked about possibly playing this weekend okay. by Kyle Shanahan. Okay, yeah, which is huge. The coach is saying it because if it was Kittle, Kittle would be on the field. Right. I mean, he he was the one that said I can play through this in the first place. So right. Yeah, um, he would be. I mean, he's probably the the sleeper for if he get if you can stash him if he's still somehow available in your league and nobody's picked him up, he's a league winner. If he gets on the field, they're gonna use him. So keep a lookout for him. But yeah, like you said, Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, they'll be out there. Yeah, and and Diggs is a huge one because no one knew what the hell happened to him. He was on a cart at one point at the end of the game last week, and so everyone was very concerned if he was gonna be able to play. And it looks like it was not that bad. Um, pulling up all Pierce. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, so he he should be able to play. That that's that's really good news for a lot of people. Um, yeah, yes, I agree. I agree. I agree with you. 
Uh, wasn't great for my team having Keenan Allen and Stephon Diggs in uh, my playoff matchup. No. Uh, last week. Well, yeah, it wasn't great but, uh, for the player against me who had Stephon Diggs go off for 20 before he got hurt anyway. Um, all right. So one of the things, and it, it's not really a segment, but it's basically our recap of, of players that we're identifying as week 16, like locks, I want to say. So Jalen Hurts uh, could win you a championship. He plays yeah. Dallas yeah. in week 16. And he was QB1. And I don't mean he was a QB1. He was QB1 right. last week. 37 so. fantasy points. I mean, yeah. lost the game. 37.82. Didn't, didn't win the game, but oh How, my. What was his rushing yard total? That would be... 63 yards. 11 attempts for 63 yards and a touchdown. And a TD, and baby. that's what he brings to the table outside of some of the other QB ones out there. That's right now. So, what Maryland does. Crab cakes and football. <laughs> Crab in, cakes in, and football. But in, no, in, in mean, the week before, he had 18 carries for 106, too. Yeah, so, and, I mean, and he's not lighting the world on fire from a passing perspective. I mean, he threw for 338 yards. Don't get me wrong. But it was on 44 attempts. 44 attempts, 24 completions. So, I mean, right. he's, he's sitting right around 50%, which, you know, what, and, whatever. If, if, you're, if you're winning games or you're, you're in games – Fine, so be it. I mean, and he's taken the Eagles back to being a relevant team. There, I mean, they're close to winning. They beat the Saints two weeks ago, and then they played the Cardinals tight. That's all you can expect. But and don't you worry, Doug Peterson knows he needs to make Jalen Hurts look good to make himself look good, especially in a divisional matchup against the Cowboys, where technically the Eagles are still in it to make the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, if they can go and win this game, not. I mean, even even putting aside this year's playoff implications, it's huge for the future. If they're going to sit there and say, I'm going to play Jalen Hurts against this team, he can be the Cowboys. Great. That's a great sign for things to come. If he loses, and especially if he loses in convincing fashion, there's a lot of question marks thrown into the Philadelphia quarterback situation that so far Jalen Hurts has answered. But you got to keep seeing you. It sucks for him because he has to go out and play well every single week. But so far he's done that. So if you can still pick him up, pick him up. Depending on who you have at quarterback, he's definitely worth a look, and he's probably worth a start. I mean, there are very few guys at this point that I'd start over him, given the juicy Dallas matchup. Right, right, and and we have our our waiver article up at uh, topshelffantasy.com. We took a little different uh, approach this week, where he we basically ranked guys one through however many players we were 12. suggesting twelve. Um, and 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 so our next guy, Lev Bell, taking over after the Ceh injury. Um, you know, we, 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 what we learned was that Lev Bell took over after the CEH injury. And the the reason I bring up the waiver article is because between Jalen Hurts and Lev Bell, spend the rest of your fab budget on one of these players, depending on what your need is. If you're a guy like, so at one point in the season, I had Phillip Rivers, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Matt Ryan as my quarterbacks. I didn't know what to do with them. If I was in the championship, I would blow all $55 that I have of fab on Jalen Hurts to play him. Yep. And alternatively, if I needed a running back, I'd blow all 55 bucks on Lebel. I mean, that's just where we are in the season right now that either one of these guys, I think, can win a, win a championship for you. Um, I don't know if you guys really have any comments on, on the Lebel uh, taking over for CH. I mean, CH is out. So, I mean, that that's just even more of a confidence boost for Lebel. Right, uh, yeah. I mean, I would just say, like, it's the first time that anyone's had the backfield entirely by themselves for an Andy Reid coached offense since uh Kareem Hunt and and even against the league you know well they play Atlanta 
Yeah. Well, well, so I was saying last week they played New Orleans. It was the hardest defense for running backs against, and and Lev Bell still ended up getting 14 points, 62 yards, and a and a and a touchdown. So there's and they first started the game off splitting carries. So there is now a, a, a Lev Bell or a running back doesn't even matter what his name is that is owning that backfield against Atlanta. And now while Atlanta may show as tough against running backs, they're easy to play against. And and the Kansas City Chiefs, how awesome their offense is going to be, are going to be up and Lev Bell's going to be able to get a lot of work. Like Lev Bell's a, a, a huge guy that if he's, if he's out there, you get him. If he's on your bench most of the year, which he probably has been, he's playing. He's, you're putting him in your lineup this week. Yeah, 100% start. I mean, you saw... CEH goes down, Lev has 15 carries, 62 yards, a touchdown. That's a startable fantasy day for a running back. If you're hurting at running back, you're playing Lev Bell. If you're, if you're logged in, you got Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb, you don't worry about Lev Bell. But right. if you have a situation like I have, I got Joe Mixon dead on my bench. I got uh, Duke Johnson, who I've still been rostering all year. I'm probably going to end up starting like Kenyon Drake and uh, Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson gets dinged up in practice this week. I'm glad I picked up Love Bell because Love Bell is going to be my start. Right. Well, and you might even play Love Bell over a healthy Jeff, uh, yeah. Jeff Wilson at that 100%, point. 100%. Um, all right. So Daryl Henderson taking over over the Cam Akers uh, injury. This is something I just want to sit on real quick because not one point this season did Daryl Henderson actually take over that job. Right. He looked like the more explosive back. He looked like the better back for that offense. But there wasn't ever a point where it was like, oh, Daryl Henderson had 20 carries and in five, six catches and all the goal line were to himself. No, Malcolm Brown was always involved. Do we believe or, or did we learn from week 15 that Daryl Henderson is the workhorse? Right. And that's why he, to me, is just a step lower than Love Bell. So right. Love, Love Bell is my guy. I'm going after him. I, honestly, I should mention Gio Bernard is my top guy this week. If you can grab him, Joe Mixon's already out. Then it's Love. Then it's Daryl Henderson. So Henderson still has Malcolm Brown there. They're, yes, they're saying it's him. He takes over after the Akers injury. He did it last week after the Akers injury. It makes it legitimate, but Malcolm Brown's still there. So I, I believe that he's the guy. I believe he's earned the right to be the guy, but Malcolm Brown is still going to have some touches. They, I mean, they're not going to go away from him. They just haven't done that all year. So at the time that K-Makers was hurt with his rib injury earlier in the year, he did have carries the likes of 15, 14, 15. So this is the guy that will end up taking more of the work than uh, Malcolm Brown. At, at least that's what, in our opinion, is. Um, he was one of the top ads this past uh, you know, waiver period. And while his numbers have declined, it's because of K-Makers getting 21 carries, 29 carries, things like that. They're now going to be going back to just a two-headed backfield where, you know, we've seen it with, with Baltimore when Mark Ingram hasn't played, you know, J.K. Dobbins and, and Gus Edwards are now fantasy relevant. The same thing's going to happen. Um, you know, yes, Cam Akers was the relevant guy, but now Henderson Brown, they're it. Akers is out, and Henderson's the more uh, – is the better back. He's going to be in starts and sit articles all across fantasy platforms and you're going to see many people talking about uh to play him to, or to sit him um eileen eileen playing him i mean they're playing against seattle i think this is going to be a great uh matchup for them um you know i don't know what the hell happened last week against the jets but i think that they're going to be competitive against seattle it's a division matchup i think henderson will be involved pretty heavily yeah in in a and again a division matchup against seattle it's a great, great spot for Daryl Henderson. We will have a start and sit article up on the website. We may not dedicate a podcast to it because, again, it's week 16. You know, you don't really need to get fancy. Uh, Salvin Ahmed, though, 
So he goes out. He has 23 carries for 122 yards and a TD. Miles Gaskin gets activated off IR. I mean, what are you doing with this guy as as we head into week 15? I mean, what we learned in week 15, or as we head into week 16, what we learned in 15 was that Selvin <coughs> Ahmed looked good. Excuse me. <laughs> Selvin Ahmed can handle uh, a full workload. I mean, he looks good. Um, this is also the first time he which, was activated in three weeks. Which, which can I can I just – I'm going to throw this out there. Everybody calls him Ahmed. I know. It's clearly there, there Ahmed. Is, it's – is clearly a med. It's like Amon so, Green was not Akman Green. It's, yeah. it's just, you got to just read the words. Right. In front I'm, of I'm glad I'm not the, the only whole broad. One who's the whole like broadcast. Aggravated. I'm losing my mind. I'm like they're like oh, Selvin Ahmed. I'm like, do you see a K? Do you see a K in his name? Because I don't. It's, it's it's fucking a med. Yeah, but uh, either way, he ran rampant over the Patriots defense. I mean, I watched some of the tape breakdown this week from some of the Patriots beat reporters, and they're like, the Patriots are sending out seven defensive backs left and right. I don't think that. Who, I don't even know who Miami's playing. I don't think that they're going to be stupid enough to do that again this week. But the they, thing was that they he, play the Raiders. Yeah, well, maybe they will be stupid enough to do yeah, that. They're but, they're worse than the uh, but Patriots. They, but Ahmed was taking the the lanes that were there. He was running hard. He was breaking tackles, and he was getting in the end zone. I mean, he he did everything that you can ask out of a running back. And I think for Flores to say I'm going to go back to Gaskin would be a mistake. That being said, I think that Gaskin's going to be involved, which hurts Ahmed's value. I think either way, there is going to be a split between Gaskin and Ahmed. And I feel confident in playing Ahmed more than I feel confident in playing Gaskin at this point. I hope that they scratch Brita and just say, screw it, you're not playing. Yeah, I think that they've been doing that most of the year. Because you throw him back in the mix and you're like, oh, God. I don't think – I think even if Brita is activated, I don't think he's an issue. Uh, We did have a question about do you feel confident in starting Ahmed – I don't. I personally do not. If Gaskins is active and available, I do not feel confident in starting Ahmed uh, in in my championship finals. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, sure, he looked great, but we've seen, you know, Jonas Grays. We've seen, um, oh, shit, Thomas Rawls. Like, we've seen players come out and have big games and then just get absolutely torn away for other players. For the I'm same not team. willing for that to make that risk. For the same team, Paddy Laird did it last year. Like right. uh, for the well, same team, Mark Walton did it last year. Like these guys, they you have a good game. They don't. They're not tied to you. You're you're nobody to them. But if I need a flex play and he's the he's the only guy sitting there, I would toss Salvin Ahmed in with you know confidence that he might give you seven points. But if he if he's your RB one or two, I'm terrified that he might give me seven points. Like that's not enough to get me a win. Mm-hmm. So it depends what you need out of him. For me, but yeah, I don't have a ton of faith. He's, I'm right. more on the no faith side. Than... Right. That upside of the 23 carries is not there. It's not going to happen. Um, the 100 yards is not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, the touchdown is is a toss-up in a coin flip for, for any running back in a committee at any time. So the confidence is low, and I would look elsewhere. Um, yeah. I would just say that if you were sitting there trying to choose between Ahmed and Gaskin, I, I, I feel like I would have to lean Ahmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree, especially with uh, Gaskin coming off COVID. You've seen, but again, if you have both, let's let's try and find another player right, right. now. Like you, you've seen guys that have come back from COVID too have slow returns. I mean, Miles Garrett was actually one of the most open ones about him. He's like, I felt lethargic. I haven't felt explosive. I haven't felt good off the ball. And he's a defensive end. I mean, yeah, you need you need a lot of stamina, but to be a running back in the NFL, you probably need a little bit more. Yeah. And okay. if, if let's just if Ahmed has the backfield to himself, say Gaskin doesn't actually get on the field because technically, yes, he was activated off the COVID list. Doesn't mean he's going to play. Right. 
Uh, if Ahmed has the backfield to himself against the Las Vegas Raiders, I'm playing him. Yep, I would agree. If yeah, if if Gaskin comes out as a as a non-play, right? Sure, I would I would play Ahmed with a, with a lot more confidence, but not more than I'm jumping ahead in in line between the guys we just talked about. Right. I would still go, Geo Lev, Henderson, then Ahmed, even if he has the backfield on his own. Well, and I'd put Bell up above all of them. That's yeah. just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the the, the argument's certainly there. I just like Geo against uh, Houston by himself after last week. Yeah. Um. All right. So the next one isn't really fantasy related. Derrick Henry to get two thousand yards. He's three hundred and twenty-one yards away. Right yeah, he now. gets it. He's got two weeks. That's one hundred and fifty and one hundred and sixty. I mean, he just got another what one forty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. So and it looks like the Titans are pretty invested in getting him there. So they play Green uh, Bay. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's what that's what their offense is. Yeah. Henry is their offense. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't even say they're invested. It's just what they've done for the whole year because it works. You cannot stop that man. He's I, I don't know why he wouldn't, yeah. I guess, is, is my comment to that. So, they, they com- he's combined uh, 60 fantasy points I mean, the last two he's, weeks. He, he is. Uh, and, and also, if that is combined yards, I didn't factor that. In. Well, I mean, he's not really getting much in the receiving game anyway, but whatever. We'll bypass that. I think that Derrick Henry has a good chance of, of getting there. Um, all right. We, we have a, a slew of running backs that we basically need to rank right now. And I'm I'm actually gonna toss one more guy in there. I'm gonna toss in Salvin Ahmed. Yep. Because we were asked about him. So it, we need to. So the question is, who's the most startable running backs taking over in place of injuries? We have Lev Bell, Daryl Henderson, Gio Bernard, Tony Pollard, Jeff Wilson, Dare Ungumbawale. Nice. And uh, and uh, Salvin Ahmed. I'm gonna toss all those guys in there, and I I want you to rank them based on who you think you would feel more, most confident to start, give me your top three. You, you don't have to rank all of them. I just want the top three. So, again, Lev Bell with CEH out, Daryl Henderson with Cam Akers out, Gio Bernard with Joe Mixon out, Tony Pollard with Zeke out. And, and, Zeke, we're, and we're making assumptions here, right? Zeke said he plans on playing, but that's him saying it. It's not yeah, the coaches, right. not the medical staff. Right. And, we, and we're just going to make an assumption that yep. these guys are out. So, Zeke's out. Uh, you know Jeff Wilson. If Mostert's out, and well, Ooh, Mostert's Bawale. on IR. Mostert got put on IR. Oh, okay, right. So, so Mostert's on IR. So Jeff Wilson and Darian Gumbawale. I'll make that. I'll make that clean. Lev Bell, Daryl Henderson, Gio Bernard, Tony Pollard. If Zeke is out, Jeff Wilson with Mostert on IR. Ungumbawale. If uh, James Robinson sits and Sullivan Ahmed, if uh, Gaskin ends up missing time for whatever reason, even though he's already activated, um, I will give you my three, and it's Lev Bell, Daryl Henderson, Gio Bernard, and in a specific ranking tier, it's Lev Bell, then Gio, then Daryl Henderson. So I'm the oh, same. Actually, excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, I am Lev Bell, Daryl Henderson, Tony Pollard. So I'm actually Lev Bell, Gio Bernard. Jeff Wilson, uh, then Tony Pollard. Um, I, then I put in and then Daryl Henderson because he's got that 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 backfield. Like if Tony Pollard has it by himself, I'm fine with him playing that. And then Darian Gabwale is going to finish at the bottom of my list. They're playing Chicago. I don't have any confidence in a in a backup receiving running back to be. They don't even know who their starting quarterback is. They said they said this week that they're not sure. Um, who they're they're gonna have open competition again? It's gonna be between Mike Lennon. It's gonna be between uh, Minshew. I don't know if they're gonna throw Luton in there, but that's where I'm at. 
Yeah, and I would go Geo at the top of my list just because that I, that Houston matchup is is hard to pass up. Um, and I know that he's by himself. Then you have Lev, Pollard, and Wilson. Um, uh, Pollard specifically if Zeke's out, right? Like that's that's the hypothetical we're using here. I love that role as the sole back, and he looked good doing it last week. Jeff Wilson, he has an ankle injury as well, and I know that it, he he's not even limited in practice. He practiced in full. He's he's supposed to be good to go. But ankles scare me with running backs. He's at the bottom of my list for that reason. Okay. And then Lev, I think we've talked about. I mean, he's yeah. second. He's he's second in line after Ceh. Now that Ceh is gone, he's there. He's. I mean, it's a safe play. I oh, think, I forgot to add in. I, I th- Ahmed. Ahmed. Well, I, it, Ahmed's still we'll, below we'll, these guys. We'll live in in right. I think Ahmed's still below. Well, for I'll put me him as above well. Dara. I I think yeah. consensusly, and you guys can tell me if you disagree, but I think consensusly, the way we look at it is Lev, then Geo, then Pollard, or Geo Lev. That yeah, those three are the top three. Well, we do, two of us have Lev as our number one. Right, one has him. You yeah. know what I mean, the, the way the way the, the, the way the ranking would work <laughs> out, Craig, if we ranked this out and then yeah. took the averages and the and the uh, normalized distribution, and then we we regression tested it. That's what it would have been. <laughs> but yeah, no. I, did, you, I, did you follow along? If anything, it's going to end up being Wilson because that's what the 49ers do. <laughs> They, they do all that be, standard deviation bullshit and it, ends up being a, the fifth string it, running back it, at the end of the year. It's 2020. <laughs> it, it's probably going to be fucking Kalen Blush. So, you know, how you doing? Wait, you have Steal, it's not working over there? Stealing, no, stealing goal line work from Austin Eckler. That what a bastard. <laughs> um, all right. So we're trying to fly through some shit because we do have a lot going on. But we have one of our favorite segments. To believe or, or not, not to believe. believe. Geo can be started to win a championship. This, I say, I believe I don't want to do it. Um, and we did just kind of touch on it, but I guess to just isolate the conversation again, um, I, I, I would feel confident given the Houston matchup. I mean, if I had better options, I would roll with them, but I feel confident with starting Geo in a championship. Yeah, ag- so, agreed. So I don't know what the hell happened in the Dallas matchup. I know that they got like Trayvon Williams involved, and then there was like another running back, Samaje P. Ryan, they got involved. But I don't know if he had gotten hurt or what, because when I saw him against Pittsburgh on Monday night, he looked fast. He looked like he was knew what he's doing. He looked like vintage Geo that was 25 years old and was able to just you know also take work from the top running back like fast, Geo, quick and in a hurry. He looked good. Yeah. So that's what ended up getting him the 25 total carries. And, and that's and I what think, ended up helping them win against Pittsburgh. And I think a big part of it is they looked at it and they said, how do we win this game with Ryan Finley at quarterback? And it is running the ball with Geo, setting up some read option stuff with Ryan Finley, sure, but getting up early and then grinding clock. If they can do that against anybody, they should be able to win. And especially against Houston, that's a great formula to get up you know, maybe make Deshaun Watson or one of the, the other players make a mistake and then grind it out. Right. And and you know Houston has been giving it up and, and having one of them uh, the top end um, you know, third and outs or or, or failed third down plays. So the, the 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 Bengals actually have a shot at winning another game. Yeah. The um, the, the troubling most troubling thing is that ex- right there. The Bengals don't want to win games. Protect well, that pick. They techni- want technically, and I so well. They don't care. Because yeah, this true. this past win against Pittsburgh did nothing for them in the draft standing. Yeah, I think that's a little bit of just saying I don't want to be the runt of the AFC North anymore. Right. Like, hey, big brother, I can still beat you here and there. Don't forget about it. There's a changing of the guard. Is it really quite there yet? No. But. And let's be real. 
if Brandon Allen can suit up, he's going to suit up. They don't want to go to Ryan Finley. They had to have a package of him running, and they, they passed it like 13 times. Yeah. Like, they, they weren't actively passing it. So, like, they don't want Finley to be the quarterback. He they did, want Brandon Allen. He to did be the make guy. a couple really nice throws, but he made a couple terrible ones, too. They just they just knew they they couldn't go to him. So I just think it's a it's a it's a fantastic option uh, yeah. to play Geo. I would be playing Geo above uh, a few other people uh, th- this week. I think that he's in a lot of considerations. He'll be in our start sets. Like it's just going to happen. I think Corey's already well, we, locked we, him in. As Scott a probably already <laughs> has been there. We we've already talked about uh, three guys. We've consistently talked about right now, yeah. and these these aren't just us. This is also coming from other people. I mean, Geo, Daryl Henderson, and Lev Bell. And then the next question is Daryl Henderson and Lev Bell putting up RB two numbers. I mean, I, I I don't think we need to elaborate on this. We've talked about it. I think absolutely. Yeah, can. I believe that. I would say Daryl Henderson gets you RB two, but I wouldn't be surprised if Lev Bell gets you RB one. Like uh, I'm right. really I mean, play, playable. I mean, that's 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 where I think really that question is going. Yeah, I think it's at I least RB two. It, yeah. it, like, it uh, comes into question. Like, here's a good one. James Robinson's banged up. Do we play James Robinson or you play Lev Bell? I I know he's the darling. I know Robinson's great. But Lev Bell's got a great matchup, and he's got the entire backfield to himself when Robinson is is going to be playing up against the Chicago Bears. I don't know. Well, okay, See, this is so, where I go well, the other way on that because I'm like, this is the classic outthinking yourself, not riding who got you there. James Robinson put you in in the playoffs. Ride James Robinson. I mean, there is a, there is an idea of you. getting yourself too cute or not too cute, and I think. It comes down to ro- roster composition. I mean, the next to believe or not to believe we have is James Robinson's going to play after sitting out of practice. I, I mean, we're talking on Wednesday. Honestly, I don't know that we can answer this question. So, I mean, again, top shelf FNTSY on Twitter if you if you need to find out. Um, if he plays, I, I, I think you play him. I mean, I, I just think that's where we're at. Um, I want to get to the next question, though, because to believe or not to believe – who wins the Kenny G jersey in the Listener League? We're going to do a quick recap of both of those teams and what that matchup is. So we got JT and Chibba Chobble Wibble Wobble facing off for some TSF swag in the Kenny G jersey. And I'm going to I'm gonna read it off real quick. You, tell, you give me the winning side, Jalen Hurts or Deshaun Watson. Jalen Hurts playing Dallas or Deshaun Watson playing Cincinnati. Honestly, it's a coin flip. I'm taking Hurts. You have to pick one. I'll, I'd pick Hurts, but I think it's a coin flip. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take Hurts. Okay. Uh, Antonio Gibson and Mike Davis versus Gio Bernard and Josh Jacobs. So right now, Chibs has Antonio Gibson in his starting spot, so that's where we're going to rock as though uh, he, he's playing because he was limited in practice. So Jeez, unfortunately, the running back squad of Antonio Gibson and Mike Davis versus Gio Bernard and Josh Jacobs, and which he- side do you take? which sucks because he also has CEH on the bench, and I think Antonio Gibson's also going to sit. Um, I would probably Wait. take the Geo and Jacobs side. Then Mike Davis, and realistically, it could be Jeff Wilson. G- uh, Mike Davis and Well, listen, Jeff we're going off of assumptions on what their lineups are already. Antonio well, Gibson I'm, put together limited practices, so I agree with you. I'm taking the Geo Bernard and Josh Jacobs side. Yep, G- Geo and Jacobs for sure. Okay. Uh, on the wide receiver part, we have Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans, and Tyler Lockett versus Juju Smith-Schuster, Adam Thielen, and Devontae Adams. Should be Devontae Adams at the top. I hate when people do that. 
I mean, um, it, it, I mean the, that wide receiver core versus the other. I'm I'm very torn on this. I, I I'm taking I take, JT side. I'm taking Juju, Thielen, and Adams. I as well. I take I take Adams and Thielen are far and away um, blowouts. Juju is going to be a question mark. I know Ridley is going to be doing pretty well. Lockett has disappointed the last six weeks, and then. Mike Evans, you don't know what you're going to get. I, I just feel more confident in the JT side. Yeah, I think Adams tips the scale far in the Adams side favor. If you look at it line by line, even just have the, how they have it here. Ridley versus uh, Juju, we'll call that a Ridley edge. Then you have Evans versus Thielen, we'll call it a push. And then Lockett versus Adams, Adams demolishes yeah, him. On it. Like, so yeah, nice and easy. Uh, New Darren Waller. Darren Waller. Darren yeah, moving Waller. on. Darren Waller. Uh, Devontae Parker and Jeff Wilson versus Dallas Gardner and uh, Jameson Crowder. Well, I, I would take if you were, you know, one via one. I know it's projected opposite, but I'd take Goddard over Parker. And I would, but then I would take Wilson over Crowder. So that's a wash. Yeah, uh, this is a tough one. Um, I mean, mind you, JT has Tony Pollard to start. If Zeke doesn't play, he has Ito Smith, who is named starter. Miles Gaskin, right. if he plays. Salvin Ahmed, it's, this is the question. Gaskin Ahmed. Um, he might end up playing one of them. Might end up playing a couple guys off his bench. But I think as it stands right now, I'm going to lean Goddard Crowder over Parker Wilson. I think Wilson probably has the most upside out of any of those four guys. But Parker with Tua has not been impressive, and I think he drags the team down far enough that uh, Goddard and Crowder giving you okay games from both should get you the win. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm also taking uh, Goddard and Crowder. Um, the okay. reason I didn't want to go into their benches and stuff because my next question was going to be if you had to make one change to their lineup that we just read through and what their benches are, what would it be? Um, on Chibs' side, I hate it. I apologize, Chibs, but your bench, uh, it stinks. It's not, uh, it's not, not great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> keeping the team but as I, is. I right. think, I think if his, if he had to make one decision and it ends up being that Antonio Gibson doesn't play, I would chuck a dart at, at uh, Bowden. Lynn Bowden? Uh, I wouldn't, um, I would probably end up playing... Uh, Sony Michelle, if uh, Damian Harris is out again, just because, honestly, just because, because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, and, and that's that's fair enough. It's really between uh, Sony, James White, and and Bowden, and right. James White isn't going to catch a pass, which is what he's good at because Cam Newton can't throw it to him. So right. it's really between Michelle and Bowden. If Damian Harris is out, I'm going to go Michelle. Right, that's okay. pretty easy. If um, Damian Harris plays, then I'm going to go Bowden. Okay. Uh, and then on JT's side, I think the the only question is, if Zeke is out, who do you put Pollard in for? Jameson Crowder. And I would also say Crowder. Yes, Jameson Crowder is the correct answer. Um, okay, who do you guys think is going to win the whole thing? I think it's going to be JT. I love Chibs, but... Yeah, yeah I mean, it totally just, looks like JT. Just for doing this breakdown, I picked the entire JT team. So, so uh, <laughs> right. I, yeah, I mean, to. outside of the quarterback, yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah, and that's why I want to play that little game. Okay. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done.
after week 16. Listen, <laughs> it's week 16. If you're not playing these guys, you're going to fold them. Right. Like, I'm, well, I'm, just gonna, well, I'm just going to blanket statement this entire thing right now, and we, we will go through this. I'm just going to tell you right now, if you're not starting them and you're not in a keeper league, you are cutting them. And your so league doesn't play week 17. Here's the deal, right? And your league doesn't play week 17, but we exclude you from <laughs> right. our uh, audience. You're no longer relevant. We don't uh, recognize you. Well, how about, week 17ers. How about rather than hold or fold? How about you 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 bet? You betting on these guys or you or you completely fold? So so okay, let's I mean we we're, we're just I'm 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 it's week 16. So, you play, so I you play see, him I, or you Right. Well, and that's that's what I'm saying. So I guess this isn't so much a hold or fold. This is more or less a, a start or not. This right. is and a start or sit. This is like if you need to pick one of the guys up that we've suggested, cut this guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, because Joe Mixon – let's just get to our first line. It would be very clear. Joe Mixon, CEH, and, and uh, Cam Akers are all labeled out. So they are off your team. Yep. They um, have no value. Doesn't matter. If you, you could pick up Julian Edelman – Okay, he's on IR. That's a bad example. You could pick up any other player who is active, and it's an upgrade. Yep, absolutely. You so, don't. You, there's no reason to make it make your team look better just because you have Acres sitting there or Ceh sitting there. Yeah, and again, like Tom said, he prefaces this is not. If you're a keeper league, sure, there's different implications. If you're a standard redraft, there's no reason for these guys to be on your team as they sit on the bench in real life while you play in a championship. Drop them for anybody else that could have upside, anybody who's somebody else's handcuff, anybody who could, and I think we talked about this briefly at the top, this is where you pick up guys so your opponent can't have them. Joe Mixon, CEH, Akers on your roster. Drop them for anybody that your, your, your opponent needs a quarterback. Go pick up Baker Mayfield. The guy just did that to me in our league. I don't need him. I got Lamar Jackson, but it's a good move. He's the best quarterback. He's playing the Jets. Cool, makes sense. Now I know I have no. If if Lamar Jackson gets COVID tomorrow, I don't have an option at quarterback. Smart move. There's, you know, if, if you're if I'm playing Lamar Jackson against him, maybe he goes out and tries to pick up Hollywood Brown if he's available. So I can't double up or you know stack my receivers. There's plenty of things that you can do that are better than rostering out players. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no point. So Joe Mixon, Ch Acres. I mean, we're all all four of us. And I'll I'll speak for Scotty and Craig. We're cutting all of them. Yes. Uh, Kenny Galladay, no practice on Wednesday. Cut. I, I'm I'm not gonna play this game with Kenny Galladay. I'm not gonna hold him on my roster. Yep. I'm gonna go and blow my load on Hertz on Lev Bell. I will get rid of any. I'm gonna get rid of Kenny Galladay before I get any, but rid of anybody else. The reason that you know, I also want to bring this up too, right? Because you might be in a situation where, like, okay, I gotta hold on to one of these guys just in case another player is hurt. If Kenny Galladay is not playing, he doesn't provide you that. Like you, you cut Kenny Galladay. Yeah, and it did not practice today means that even if he practices limited tomorrow or something, it doesn't matter. You cut him today; he won't be available to pick up until Friday, Saturday, depending on how waivers in your league work. So if he go, if they do mark him as active and he's actually going to play, go pick him up. Like whatever. If somebody else gets him, somebody there's only one guy you're betting against and you're playing against in the whole league. So if you just stay more vigilant than he is, you'll be the one that picks him up anyways. And again, I mean, even yeah, if he is, point. even if he is active, the hell does it matter? Are you still going to play the guy? You're not going to play him, right? Well, but you don't want the exactly. other guy to play him and then have him go off, yeah, right. Which won't happen, yeah. But I mean, you don't want that to happen, yeah. I like I would drop him. I'd add anybody else, and if they mark him as active on Saturday, I'll go pick him up Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to keep him from the other player. Yep. Uh, next guy, Tim Patrick. I'm uh, going to so hold he's, him. He's going to play I'm against the Chargers. Him. Uh, I'll hold him in case, you know, any unexpected injury or COVID thing happens and you have to play him. 
Yeah, and that's that's the huge wrinkle for this year as we head into the final week. It's like, oh, my guys are all healthy. They can get COVID at a day's notice. Right, we don't know. Yeah. You mean Des Bryant and find no pregame. I'd, I'd like to find a better pickup uh, than than Tim Patrick. Yeah. Um, although, I guess we could. I mean, would you drop Tim Patrick for Lev Bell? Yes. Absolutely. If you were going to play Lev Bell this week, if, you, if you're that desperate that the guy you're going to pick up, you're going to put in your starting roster and you're not playing Tim Patrick, then you cut Tim Patrick. Yes. If yes. not, you hold on to Tim Patrick. James White. Cut. Bye-bye. Cut. Fold. Done. Okay. Uh, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. So Tyler Boyd's in concussion protocol. Uh, they're playing the Texans. We just talked about um, you know the matchup that Geo has. So it's good on on both receiving and running back side. Um, if Tyler Boyd does not go, I would make a case that T. Higgins could produce something if Brandon Allen is quarterback. Uh, so you're going to hold on to him because you don't want the other player that you're playing up against to pick him up. Um, I would drop him for a Lev Bell. I would drop him for Geo. I would do all those things. Um, but there's a chance, again, COVID-related, T. Higgins might actually be a decent play this week. He has put up decent numbers week after week outside of last week. Um, so there's there's a, there's a shot Higgins as a play. Yeah, I'm holding both these guys um, for pretty much all the reasons you just said. And even if Tyler Boyd's in concussion protocol, I'm going to hold them because he's better than who I'm going to pick up. Unless, like you said, I'm picking up a starter, Lev Bell, Geo, if he's out there, those kind of guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to outright cut Boyd. Um, I'm fine letting Boyd go, knowing that he's in concussion protocol because if he's healthy and T. Higgins is healthy and A.J. Green's healthy and Geo's healthy, the likelihood of him being worthy of a start is very, very small. On, on 13 passes. Right. <laughs> um, and then, you know, if Boyd is out, uh, I'm actually going to hold Higgins because if Boyd is out, there is a case to be made where Higgins is going to be worth a start. So I, I would actually lean closer towards Higgins being more valuable in Week 16 with Boyd out than um, Boyd playing with Higgins also active. So that's kind of where I am. I know it's, it, it feels a little funky, but that's just kind of where I fall. Uh, Big Ben, uh, cutting the fuck out of him. Cut. Yeah, looks yeah, bad. I'm not starting him. I'm cutting him. Looks bad playing the Colts, and there are better guys out there. Yep. And the entire team has dropped to like 20 balls in the last three weeks. Right. Yeah, it's not even his fault. If you can't, your receivers can't catch well, balls, they, you can't do well. And, and you know, they're they also said, not like running the ball either. So, like, that's yeah. a. You know, they, they said uh, they've clocked Big Ben throwing the fastest than he ever has uh, in his entire career, which is great. Sure, if you really want to put that as a stat and put in your back pocket. But, God damn it, man, none of them can catch it. Why don't we, you uh, take some fucking fire we, off the ball? We eviscerated Baker Mayfield for a very similar thing last year, being a, a timing thing, not just velocity in and of itself. Right. But the velocity that Baker throws with is part of the timing, getting the ball out quick, getting it out fast. Who cares? Well, Baker, Baker sucked, excelled it. Baker excelled at doing that last right. year. Yeah. Uh, ben, ben has just sucked. Uh, that was a that was a fast podcast. Killed it. 40, 43 minutes. Um, all okay. right. So listen, we're again wrapping up. We have a couple more podcasts coming up, probably to recap everything. We really encourage everybody to listen. We'll probably have some giveaways, some promo codes, some special promo codes that we'll sprinkle out. I mean, maybe we'll have like a thirty percent or a fifty percent or you know, depending on where you're listening to in the in the podcast. So I encourage everybody to go in and take a listen. Uh, topshelffantasy.com backslash shop. Go and get, grab yourself uh, some TSF merch. Promo code, a very TSF Xmas. Get yourself 20% off today. Might have some more stuff coming up uh, heading into the New Year's. Wish everybody happy holidays. Thank you for listening. Um, this isn't our wrap-up. We don't have Scotty. So this is, this is absolutely not the last one. Uh, Shout-out to Rob Stone. What's his Twitter handle? 
Does anybody um, know off the top of their head? It's like Stony underscore something. Yeah, Stonyberg. Uh, Stonyberg ninety nine. Uh, shout out to uh, Marcus G. Uh, and shout out to Eric. We don't know your last name. It's just Eric. <laughs> and, I yeah. think it's Pro, Eric, Eric, Joe's Eric, Eric Romanoff. Um, uh, pros, what was the hashtag on Twitter's? Was, uh, so it was uh, yeah. hashtag ask PWJ. A- ask hashtag ask PWJ. Toss that stuff in there for your week sixteen. We're gonna uh, be we're gonna be active as well. Sets. So the ask well, we're, we're 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 always active. I want to get pros with Joe's a little bit more involved in, in all that. We would like to be a part of it next year. We'd like all of our listeners, whoever's out there listening, to be a part of it. Uh, we'll have a little bit more fun. Good luck to Chibs and JT in the finals to win that uh, Kenny Galladay signed jersey. We were sorry, Kenny Galladay, that we ruined your season, but <laughs> thank you for the signed jersey. And good luck to everybody out there in your fantasy championships. I yep. mean, let us know Except on Twitter for Mango if you win, and Jeff. lose. Oh, Mango and Jeff, I hope they both lose. Is that yeah. possible? Yeah. I told them I hope they all get they get 10 uh, hangnails. <laughs> uh, so, but, but no, Corey, Corey is right. Like, please keep us posted. Shout out to Ange. Yeah, Ange Capone. We're so sorry about hey, Miles Sanders. Still. A, lo- a lot of us did the same thing and got fucking burnt to shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Ange, yeah. if you're listening, reach out to us. We'll send you a glass. <laughs> well, I think I think we did say that. Oh, we yeah, yeah. Her a glass. We just need her to tweet at us. Uh, and we'll send we her just to her. need her. We need her address. I think she stopped yeah. listening after that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She didn't unfollow us on Twitter. So yeah. Sure. Um, okay. All right. Well, yeah, actually, maybe we'll shoot a glass over to uh, Rob for shooting the shit for yeah. a couple hours. No, that's too, a good so. idea. So Rob, if you want to uh, hit us up on Twitter as well. Um, okay. Podcast one twenty eight. We'll probably go to one thirty because I hate ending on uh, odd numbers. For so. sure. Uh, Topshelfantasy.com. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf, FNTSY, Week 16, Week... Sistine. 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 That's CJ2K. <laughs> All right. Everybody enjoy your uh, championships. That got weird. I don't know what's happening. All right. I heard a little Matthew McConaughey things, in there. <laughs> things, are, things are happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay Thank you.